Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and becoming the best versions of ourselves. I'm Daisy Ayala, and on today's episode, my co-host... Hello. <laughs> I mean, do we? Do I even need an introduction? <laughs> because, like, I'm literally on here all the time. <laughs> my co-host, Norma, mm-hmm. is joining us, and we are honoring Hispanic Heritage Month because it is coming to an end and we wanted to speak about it because there were some things like we were having discussions about it and there were some like phrases and terms that I didn't even know and I feel like it's super important that one we honor it and two we get the facts straight because you know like most people a lot of the American society assume that Cinco de Mayo is Mexico's Independence Day and it is not y'all it's not it's not I post Batalla de Puebla if you didn't know Yes, I posted about uh, Mexicans Independence Day being September 16th, but we are just going to give you all facts. And also, we're going to have this discussion uh, a little bit later in the episode where we stand on really knowing our own culture, us being Mexican, of course, and what that means to us. But before we get started, y'all don't forget to subscribe on Apple or Spotify and leave us a five star review because this helps us reach a bigger audience. And don't forget to share it with all your friends and family because that, like I said, continues to help us grow and reach a bigger audience but without further ado let's get into this episode and kind of get into it so what is hispanic heritage month it starts september 15th and goes all the way to october 15th Mm-hmm. So we're at the end of it. And so a lot of people and make it an effort to honor and really showcase like small Latin owned or Hispanic owned businesses, of course, to support them. First, I was like, why do we start on September 15th? Mm-hmm. Why do we start in the middle of the month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what's the answer. And it usually is when most Latin countries celebrate their independence. That's one of the biggest reasons why it starts in the middle of September. Oh, my gosh. Such a revelation, Daisy. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) You are very welcome. So you are now entering your history lesson for the year. And Hispanic Heritage Month actually was introduced in 1968 by California Congressman George E. Brown. I feel like California always like is the one that leads like in, in, I don't know, change in a way. I mean, yeah. They just signed a bill. Well, this is totally off topic, but they just literally signed a bill. Governor Newsom did that. Like it's illegal for men to take off their condom during intercourse with a woman. Um, because if I don't know if y'all have ever watched the show, I may destroy you with um, I forget the the actors, the woman. She wrote it. Um, but yeah, like that's a big that was a big thing about like the show. It was about, you know, not consenting and things like that. But yeah, Governor Newsom from California just passed a bill where it's illegal for guys to do that. dear You know, because like women, obviously, where there's an attack on women's rights as it is. So like mm-hmm. why? Why? You know, anyway, I mean, they are a more progressive state uh texas is typically known to be a very conservative state polar opposites yeah which which shall be interesting in the next few years since a lot of californians are moving to texas yeah so it's going to be quite interesting to see that dynamic and how it's affected in the next few years even up into the next election year but you know what though what i hope is that they bring the real mexican cuisine with them to texas because this tex-mex stuff Mm -mm. is 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 basura 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 like uh, yeah Fuera. So california does it a hundred times better for mexican food for that yeah really yes the, oh my gosh their mexican food is so much better like they do authentic mexican food I not mean, tex-mex i mean you 
can find authentic Mexican food here in in Houston. Yeah, at your mama's house. But I'm talking about but, if you go to a restaurant, like nah. let's just say you're not close to your. I'm I'm serious. Like even in Dallas, like there's not like no, there's some hole in the wall places here. Listen, I stand by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I meant what I said. I don't want to hear your argument. <laughs> you know what? Let's agree to disagree and move on. We're here to unite. And bring, showcase the Hispanic Heritage Month. But going back to our history lesson, y'all. So, it was originally Hispanic Heritage Week and honored the histories, cultures, and contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and South and Central America. So then, Hispanic Heritage Month was adopted in the as a national holiday in 1989 and spans from, of course, September 15th to October 15th and this is in coincidence with Independence Days of which El Salvador, Honduras, Costa Rica, Guatemala and Nicaragua all have their Independence Day in September 15th which kicks off the the whole Well then that would be oh Mexico is September 16th. Yes, right. <laughs> yes. Oh <my> yeah, <laughs> yes. I feel it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call those uh those kids? No sabo. I'm a no, no sabo kid. Oh my gosh. Which I'm trying to do better because the older I get, the actual the actually the more I want to learn about the Mexican like the deep Mexican culture, like like the Catholic side of the Mexican culture. <laughs> because I feel like there's so much that, you know, from the native Mexicans that we didn't get from like the Aztecs and Incas and all that stuff. I feel like there's a lot of culture and history that's been lost over the years and i don't want a diluted version of mexico i want the real you know savage truth preach norma preach <laughs> preach We're, i mean we are going to talk about that a little bit but let's go back to the no sabo kids uh-huh. <laughs> that is a term that's you know the hip kids are using i'm assuming yeah because when she told me this term i was like what is that and apparently norma you can tell us what that means i mean i could be wrong but i think it's basically the kids who like i think mo- majority speak like they don't know how to speak proper spanish and stuff like that like they pretty much grew up here with like not too much influence on like the cult well i wouldn't say culture but yeah they don't know how to pronounce certain words like you know they're just way out of touch with their mexican side and they're i guess the influence is more on the american side but yeah it's just like the, who, the kids who say uh, what was it i saw a tiktok the other day and the someone was like well how do you say a uh, seashell in spanish and the guy was like he was like i forgot what he said but he he basically said some word and then they were like what did you just say and and then the sister was like no it's a concha and he was like isn't that the mexican bread and i was like a concha is a seashell so oh lord yeah it was hilarious but anyway oh the things we need to learn but but then even going to that it's like i mean we can get into it because we were going to discuss that about how that a lot of times us kids that yes we were born in mexico we came to America, but then there was a sense of you felt a little lost because mm-hmm. you. Know, I'll give my own my own story, my own example. So we were born in Mexico, came to America when, when I was what six years old. Norma was two, almost three. Yeah, yeah. And, and summer of nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety one, July twenty first. <laughs> <Dang> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my calendar, y'all. But and we ha- we will tell that story another day. We came to Central Texas, where it's a small town. It's a, you know, very tiny town. So mm-hmm. obviously it was predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And I just always felt our mom talked to us in nothing but Spanish. And then our dad, because he was also trying to learn English and, you know, get fluent in it. He spoke to us more in English. Mm-hmm. So then 
that's where I developed kind of like a identity crisis Mm because I didn't really know where I fit in because here when I would be here I'd be like okay I'm you know I know I'm Mexican but Mm -hmm. I also felt I think as a young child I always felt that pressure of being shamed to speak Spanish and trying to I re- fit in. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Cause I remember I was put in ESL because I didn't know English yet, even mm-hmm. though I was pretty quick to learn it. Mm-hmm. It still made me feel, I always felt like there, there, I was deemed unworthy and I was, it was a struggle if you didn't fit into the white culture. Mm-hmm. And so then, it, then when we would go to Mexico to visit our cousins mm-hmm. for the summers, it's like, Oh, you aren't Mexican enough. And mm-hmm. so then you felt outcasted there too because oh you're you're in America and you're they kind of saw you as like you were privileged and whatnot but the reality is they didn't know the struggles that our parents had to go through mm-hmm. we didn't live in castles and went to fine dining cuisines no we lived in a one bedroom house with five three kids and you know obviously our parents so yeah we lived in probably my apartment is bigger than what we lived in <laughs> <laughs> no joke y'all no wow. joke. And I think my I, my closet's probably bigger than our bathroom. Oh, my bathroom's definitely bigger than the bathroom oh we had to gosh, share. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I always felt kind of out of place. And it wasn't until I was older, or now that I'm in my 30s, that I started to really embrace it and appreciate the fact that I am a Latina, that I do hold power and there's beauty in being Mm -hmm. someone that has that culture background, but also is able to adapt into this American background. But I think that there's beauty in still knowing who you are and who your core essence of like where you come from is and bringing all that culture and beauty to a whole other country, I guess, per se. So um, that's my story. I don't know. How did you feel, Norma? I mean, I felt like, yeah, I and I hate to say this because I feel like an asshole, honestly. But, you know, I think I felt slightly ashamed because, yeah, people made you feel like if you were Mexican or like, you know, people called you wetback or immigrant, blah, blah, blah. And like, it made me feel like I don't. I don't want to be that like I don't want to be that so it made me shy away from my you know Mexican side and whatnot and so I th- and and I hate that I did that at that time you know it's mm-hmm. it's all because I'm I was younger and I wanted to fit in I wanted to feel like everyone else mm-hmm. and you know but little did I know I would be completely different and <laughs> face different things in life we had different struggles y'all yeah but I mean that's kind of how I you know I grew up and felt but I definitely never you know, I, I've always felt comfortable, like, if I walk in a room, you know, and there's Latinos, and then you have white, black, like, I'm always going to walk the Latinos, because I distinctly remember, I went to this college party, and I remember there was a mix of people, right? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, this one Mexican guy, and I don't know why I immediately beeline toward this guy, like, as if, like, because the girl that I went with, she was just someone I knew from one of my classes, and she had invited me, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know her too, too well. And so, yeah, like, I, like, try to make this connection with this guy and this Mexican guy you know out of nowhere because like that's just like what I felt more comfortable with like I'm like you probably we probably understand each other in some way shape or form I mean I I feel that because I think there's a sense of belonging within like your own culture you understand the struggles you understand everything and all the circumstances that you've had versus other people but we can't always assume that other people haven't had struggles it's you know everyone within their own race has had their own struggles and even within their upbringing but being hispanic i mean like i said i didn't really embrace like my mexican culture until Mm -hmm. later on Mm -hmm. in life which is sad but the reality was is i was either shamed Mm -hmm. because of 
the the exterior mm -hmm. influences and although to you know i'll be honest like did i ever feel like people were racist towards me i didn't feel that kind of pressure because i felt like we kind of fit in because we were fair complected she we was a wedita y'all a ponbolio <laughs> i mean well like a little bit <laughs> i mean yeah like we fit in and i've even had people that i met and then like we become friends and they're like yeah i thought you were white when i first met you they didn't yeah. even until i started speaking spanish they didn't realize that i spoke they didn't see the nopaling on your forehead you know although my nose like what <laughs> what yeah but like i like i'm saying as we keep regressing um <laughs> let's get back on track y'all i've learned in my 30s to really embrace it because in the world where everybody just in social media it's like everybody wants to be the same as everybody else mm -hmm. and i finally decided i was like you know when i started this podcast i wanted to make sure that uh, people knew one that i was latina mm -hmm. and that is why i did not use the regular form of daisy mm -hmm. i used my own name because i'm proud of that name that is the name that i was given mm -hmm. i don't know if it's american or not but it's spelt mexican because mm -hmm. that is how my mother spelt it well ain't nobody ever spelt it the other i mean this way the way the way that you do it so so it's really said daisy like, my, mo like my mom says it <laughs> daisy and i've had these conversations with other women mm -hmm. and i've started slowly like asking people like oh did you feel like you had struggles or whatever and mm -hmm. remarkably they all felt they've all had their own adversities to, to a certain extent and they but at some to a certain point they also felt like they were out of place because i had a mm -hmm. conversation with somebody i just recently met and they were born i think in off the border like in um like brownsville mm -hmm. the, that area the border town. so yeah. she was light complected had dark hair but a lot of the people around her that she went to school, they were all darker complected. Mm -hmm. You know, they look like your typical, like what people associate with being Mexican or Hispanic. Yeah. And so she was, she felt like she was always kind of made fun of because she was tall, skinny, and very more on the fair, fair complected side. Mm -hmm. So it's like she also had her struggles, even though she was Mexican. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, we all feel the same way. And, and it's like... At what point do we start creating spaces, which in Houston, I'll say there's quite a bit of Latinas that are creating their own space for all of us to unite and help each other out and mm. really come into and showing and showcasing the, and the empowerment there is in being a Latina because we hold so much power, mm -hmm. beauty, grace and culture like this ain't no bland meat and potatoes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we're over here making papas con um, chorizo or something papas con chorizo okay <laughs> there's no papas y sal no like no. we're over here at we add the spice we add the flavor and if you sit back and really look at a lot who if you have a lot of your friends are diverse because i have a very diverse group of friends and i can honestly say that my latinas were very dynamic women like mm -hmm. we're fiery like we have passion mm -hmm. and when we really like we really want to support somebody. We will support you 100%. We are your number one fan. Although, you're over here saying fiery and spicy. Anyone other than a Latino can say that. No one else can say that. Because if you call, so like if I'm any other race, say I'm white, and I, you know, call a, a Latina woman fiery or spicy, that's kind of um, degrading in a way. That's a, yeah, that's a new thing. Like, you cannot do that. Like, because it's just like you're categorizing them, right? 
Yes, I agree. So I'm gonna check you on that. Okay, check me. Got it. Dang. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like the description of you know comparing us to other people, mm-hmm. uh, comparing us Latinas to other people. I think we're vibrant and we're very smart, mm-hmm. and we have Absolutely. we show a lot of passion and drive, mm-hmm. and like a lot of times, honestly, like in any group that I've seen, especially growing up. The women are some of the hardest working women. Like mm-hmm. they are hustlers to the bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's besides fiery and all that. I mean, excuse my, my, me saying that. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Like I was just describing us mm-hmm. as like who we are. But you're right that you're categorizing someone. Exactly. Because you sense. just said like vibrant and passionate. Okay. Why, why aren't you using those terms versus see, I'm going to check you again <laughs> on that because I need oh, you to understand. I understand that yeah okay this is why we have a co-host exactly um so yeah so like i said we're we're very passionate and vibrant and i don't think anyone should ever feel ashamed of where mm-hmm. they come from i can understand why you would because mm-hmm. of societal norms exactly and and right now you know i feel like even with like the whole kardashians they're mm-hmm. kind of more ethnic looking to be honest well they're from albania okay. yeah but a lot of times it's like they're taking i mean they're even getting surgeries to look more more like uh what latinas look like i've I've read an article how some or i even saw a tiktok video about it mm-hmm. where it's like they're actually making money off of like the beauty and appropriation curves. yeah That's what you're referring to yeah because i mean yeah you have i'm black and, and brown women who are very curvate most of the time curvaceous cur- is a curvaceous a word they're very curvy you know they got lots of the lots of in the right places you <laughs> know <laughs> the lips you know everything else so yeah and yeah that's ca- called you know and the braids and things like that again appropriation of culture that's exactly what it is and it's just like you know why are you trying to look like anyone else other than yourself and again it's all it's all about like society's you know what they think you should look like and yeah. but again we're getting away to- off the topic here but but i do want to bring this up and and one of the things is in me really learning to embrace who i am and my culture is like that is why i have never gotten a nose job because there's many times where i kind of didn't like my nose because i have this little bump on it mm-hmm. most people are like no my friends are like no it doesn't look, it's not anything bad i mean mm-hmm. i probably see it as bad because of what i what i see on social media and everybody mm-hmm. having perfect straight noses and but the reality is is this is part of my heritage this mm-hmm. is part of like my um ancestral or, or indigenous um, the, the actual ancestor part that made it through because you know since we're so light complected and have colored mm-hmm. eyes we have a lot of blood that colonizer from, blood from spain or whatever so i'm glad that something came you know it just as, as a representation of like you know where you came from and who you are yeah so. and that's one of the reasons why i actually decided not to do a nose job or not to fix it mm-hmm. because it's like this is a part of me and my heritage this is a part this is what makes me stand out mm-hmm. aside from everybody else mm-hmm. now if you just don't like your nose then you know you do you boo like that's you but this is i've this is a choice that i've made who's to know if it changes later on in life um because apparently it bet not i'm gonna come to you and be <laughs> she, like excuse me what are you doing daisy i mean daisy. check me she's gonna <laughs> check me y'all i'm here to check you again <laughs> norma the checker <laughs> but yeah like I, if i want to know if you have ever felt that like all my latinas out there all my hispanic women out there have you ever felt just out of place and you ha- you had a struggle with like really showcasing who you are? Because mm-hmm. I know of other individuals that are very they have a, a pr- they're very proud and they're young and they showcase that 
And it's like, it's because their parents also are very proud and Mm -hmm. they showcase that. Not to Mm -hmm. say our parents are proud, but I also think that, I think that because my parents wanted to also fit in, in a sense, it's like they kind of had to adapt to the norms of what was in this society. Mm -hmm. And then you have those kids who like don't even know Spanish because their parents didn't want to teach them Spanish because they wanted them again to fit in. See, you're like, again, forgetting a whole part of your culture, you know, the language, although, you know, the original language of Mexico was not Spanish, it was i forgot what it was called but you know that's but still it's a current part so i mean yeah so i think we all struggle with it like i said i've learned to just kind of embrace it where i'm learning more of the history i'm learning more Mm -hmm. of the culture i definitely am trying to also on my platform like put posts about it especially if there's like mexican because i'm mexican i'm always going to be um showcasing the holidays as to what they mean Mm -hmm. you know and um i think that's a part of it is just starting to educate one another on those things yeah well and and while you're here and i think it's going to be part of the one of the topics you want to talk i know there's a lot of new terms that have popped up over the years and whatnot so okay so we found because okay so the how this even started was norma was we were talking about latin and i was like I honestly don't even really know what that is because I've never really used it in my own sense. Like if somebody asked me, what are you? Um, I'm, I always say Mexican, but mm-hmm. I'm always like Latino mm-hmm. or Latina because I am was born in Mexico and it's a Latin country, right? Right. But, you know, in a lot of forms, you always sign like Hispanic. Hispanic, yeah. You know, whatever. Yep. But here's the clarification, y'all. So a Latino or Latina is tied to the geographic location, which has over 33 countries that include Latin America, but excludes Spain. Mm-hmm. So you come from Central or South America. Mm-hmm. Or one of the islands, right? Yep, one of the islands. Mm-hmm. Anything like the Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. Latinx or Latine mm-hmm. with the E. Mm-hmm is a person of Latin American origin or descent, and this is used as a gender-neutral or non-binary alternative to Latino or Latina. Yeah. This was created for more inclusivity, mm-hmm. and which was interesting because I, when I was doing my research on this particular, la- the Latinx, because Norma was the one that actually brought it to your attention, brought to my attention the Latine. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And a lot of marketing uses Latinx as just like the new f- term for Latino or Latina. I, yeah, because I honestly, honestly, I thought Lat- Latinx was basically like the new age Latinos. Like millennials. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I was under the impression of until I educated myself. Which was true. Like, that's what I said. But I was like, no, I'm fine being called Latino or La- Latina. Like, but, that, but then after I did further research, it, it was actually to create more inclusivity as to people that were non-binary. Mm-hmm. So... Y'all don't be using Latinx as in the wrong form or term unless that is some that is what you're wanting to showcase for mm-hmm. yourself. And then the word Hispanic, mm-hmm. because it is Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, that's true. Hispanic. But did Spain get freedom from somebody, though? So that's my question. Like, why? Like, I don't understand why they use Hispanic, you know, Heritage Month when it's basically in terms of like all these Latin countries getting independence. So that's from Spain, from Spain. Oh my God! <laughs> or from your from a European country. Here we go. I have so, I have some news. Okay, so what does Hispanic mean? I have different bullet points for this. Okay, guys. <laughs> so bear with me. Bear with me as we all learn together. Many Hispanic Americans trace their roots to the cultures of the indigenous people of the Americas, including the Ar- don't butcher me if I say this wrong, Arawaks, Puerto Rico, the Aztecs, Mexico. The Incas, South America, the Mayans, Central America, and the Tainos uh, in Cuba or Puerto Rico and other places. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is like 
all it says here is why do we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Is it was important for us to celebrate culture, diversity, and the expansiveness of people all over the world, especially our Hispanic sisters and brothers. But you bring a very valid point, which maybe one of our listeners can. Uh, yeah, help. I need clarification on that. Like, why is it Hispanic Heritage Month if like it's. Well, here's the definition for Hispanic Mm -hmm. is associated with the language. So anyone that is a descendant from a Spanish speaking country, including Spain, specifically made to include Europeans as well. Ah, again. So why is it Hispanic Hispanic in most of these countries were literally getting independence from Spain? We're going to start a riot. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I think there's definitely uh, more research that needs to be done on that. Like, why is it called Hispanic Heritage Month if it's inclusive to Spain and other European countries? So... Because I thought Hispanic Heritage... I mean, do do does Spain celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? No, I the don't. word Hispanic, like the word Hispanic is inclu- is supposed to... It helps include Spain, mm-hmm. specifically people in Europe. Right. But, that's but the Hispanic Heritage Month, I think they were just trying to be respectful mm-hmm. and not offend people, if, if I had to say. But like I said, through my research, it was, it was actually President Lyndon B. Johnson of who course. first introduced the National Hispanic Heritage Week, which we already said that earlier so on. So technically, it should have been Latino Heritage Month. I mean, That's yes. what it technically should be then. I mean, yeah. If we're really speaking in terms of like the dictionary and the definitions of of the terms i mean you bring a very valid point because it even says here like um as cited president johnson johnson's 1968 proclamation september 15th is the date when when five latin american countries costa rica el salvador guatemala honduras and nicaragua earned their independence from spain in 1821 wow so you're telling me the month that we (laughs) we're celebrating our independence from these from spain we're still calling it spain heritage you know like are you kids what but um, anyway. somebody changed it, y'all. Who's yeah. gonna change this again? We're gonna start a riot. No, I'm just uh, revelations, revelations, revelations. Bro. Ten nine. <laughs> but yeah, Norma brings a very valid point of why do we call it Hispanic Heritage Month instead of Latin Heritage Month? Yeah, because it just doesn't make sense. If if the month is to celebrate the independence of from you know Spain and Europe or European countries, why the heck? Is being called Hispanic Heritage Month then. Someone riddle me that. Someone, please give us an answer. Please message me with an answer because we are baffled and confused. Mm-hmm. If not, we need to contact um, some folks. We do. We yeah. need to ask questions. I mean, I Th- think that's the important part to ask questions. That's true. Like at this point, I wish we had somebody to tell us why is it Hispanic Heritage Month instead of Latin Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Either way. We all have to celebrate us, Mm -hmm. celebrate where we come from, whether whatever Latin American country you come from, Mm -hmm. and forget Spain because they were the colonizers. You know, they were. Yeah. Now that we were talking about terms, I think another term that we forgot was Afro Latino because oh. I feel like they're probably the mo- the the people that are the most confused. And not they're not confused, but I think a lot of people are confused by that because they're like, OK, but you're black, but you're also Latino, because I know I've had this conversation with someone who is black and about Cardi B in particularly. And oh, they're yeah. just like, no, she's black. I'm like, but yeah, no, but she's also she's Latina. Afro-Latina. Like, yeah, like she's both. She, she's not just 
one, she's both. And, you know, because it came down, I guess we were really talking about, you know, saying the N word. So they're like, okay, so can, um, you know, uh, Afro Latinos say that, you know, because they're Latin or whatever. So it's, it's a very, you know, controversial topic and whatnot. But in regards to Afro Latino, you know, I think they also struggle a lot with their identity because, mm-hmm. you know, which one are they? They have two, two sides, you know, they have the side, you know, of, of course like slavery and then you have the side of you know obviously being latino and stuff like that so it's like two different cultures and stuff so it's i think it's important just to you know stay educated and and whatnot yeah i agree and i think um norma and i are going to both agree to call this latin um heritage month instead of hispanic heritage month because the article that i was going to tell you all about was an npr but even in the article it says that there's still a controversy between the the, using the word hispanic Mm -hmm. um even amongst a lot of the latino community Mm -hmm. and um but it's it's disputable but then there's still they also go on in to say in the article that there's also the the way we showcase and we celebrate hispanic heritage month or latino heritage month Mm -hmm. is that they a lot of times focus more on like the the good and the you know the the culture and all that, but they don't ever actually teach the history mm-hmm. of like the the battles and the wars mm-hmm. that they had to mm-hmm. go through to get to this freedom from Spain and whatnot. So, you know, it, wherever you were born or wherever your family originates from, even if you were just born here, learn a little bit about the history of your country because it starts to make you value and appreciate what makes you you and what makes you so unique and what you can bring to the table because every single person is an individual and every single person on this earth has something beautiful to bring and offer. You just have to be able to know how to bring it out in you and a hundred percent just be confident in knowing that that is who you are. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. So I think that is it for today. I hope we have enlightened you with some facts um, I know I got fact-checked earlier. <laughs> or maybe help you begin to question, you know, who you are. I, I don't I don't question. No, 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 not question in a bad way, but question like, or ask questions of how who you actually are, where you actually. Yeah, I mean, and I can get into the whole story about like me and Catholicism because. That's a whole, that's a whole, whole different topic. That is like a whole unpacking um, of centuries of yeah we're not going to talk about catholicism right Catholicism. now yeah it's, it's um but like i said i could get on but it's true like you have to you can't take what you just hear or the hearsays of what people say it's really learning the actual history a fun fact that norma actually was the one that brought it to my attention is the virgen de guadalupe Mm -hmm. there's actually a whole other story that goes with the virgen de guadalupe the Mm -hmm. virgen de guadalupe was something that was created when the spaniards colonized mexico Mm -hmm. yeah um but if y'all want us to go into that story about who actually was the the figure that people saw Mm -hmm. and was then renamed Virgen de Guadalupe in the Mexican culture. Ooh, girl, you let me get know. some people in. Oh, you're up in arms. There's going to be riots about this. <laughs> you know, I don't think there should be any riots. I think <laughs> there should be information, and you choose to believe what you want to believe. At the end of the day, yeah. what you feel in your heart is the right thing to believe in. Then that's on you. Like mm-hmm. I said, I choose to believe. I think 
because we had the Aztecs in Mexico, there's so much culture and richness that was in that history that we mm-hmm. aren't necessarily told. Mm-hmm. There is a lot. I think there's a lot that we're missing. And I think, you know, just just like how like the Native Americans now, there's a lot of things coming to light mm-hmm. um, in regards to that and everything that happened. You know, it's the same thing. There's been a lot of um, history just tried, you know, try to be buried. But no, it there's something out there. And I think that we should all learn it. You know, I think it's important to learn that. Yeah. And even when you go like when we go to Mexico, I love getting tour guides that really know the mm-hmm. history because they'll give you little tidbits of like what it really was. And they'll kind of give you like why it tra- how it transitioned into what it is today, mm-hmm. um, because they do take both sides like before pre Spain colonization mm-hmm. and post and mm-hmm. then they kind of teach you the transition so I find tour guides in even your own city like mm-hmm. being a tourist in your own like country that you were born in mm-hmm. is one of the best things you can do like I love it mm-hmm. I love being a tourist in Querétaro to be honest because mm-hmm. it's like you're not there as somebody that just lived in that city you're there as somebody that's really seeing it in different eyes yeah embracing like everything that it's about yeah, so that is it for today's episode, y'all. Again, guys, we just want to celebrate all the Latinas, Latinos, Latinx, Latine, Afro-Latinos, every single person I of Latin descent. I'm sorry, mm-hmm, Latin America, mm-hmm. y'all, because this is Latin Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. We've renamed it. But anyways, I truly, truly appreciate um, you listening in. I hope that this episode you enjoyed. It's a short one, but I wanted to be able to kind of showcase and honor our heritage and kind of share my story of how I felt out of place, even though I was Mexican. Mm hmm. Um, But if y'all want to also share your stories, let me know. I would love to actually have a conversation with you. If you're interested in coming on the podcast, hey, let's have a conversation. If you want to hear a debate a topic, let's do it. Um, But y'all, as always, don't forget to follow us on Life is Full of Daisies on Instagram, where you can DM me or you can email me at hellodaisy at gmail.com. That is H-E-L-L-O-D-E-I-S-S-Y at gmail.com. Y'all... Have an amazing week and happy Latino Heritage Month. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness. Bye. Bye.